Welcome to another Guitar Teaching Business Podcast. My name is David Hart. In today's podcast, I'm going to answer the question uh, of how much should I spend on marketing? This is a question that's come from one of my clients. Uh, just quickly, this podcast is presented by G4 Guitar Schools. If you're interested in teaching guitar and want to learn more about G4, go to the website g4guitaronline.com. And that's spelled G, the numeral four, G-U-I-T-A-R-O-N-L-I-N-E.com. Okay, so the question, how much should you spend on marketing? The short answer this really is as much as you can afford until you reach your goal. So let's just say you want to get to 100 students, then you need to keep spending, putting as much money as you can into your marketing in, until you hit that number. Once you hit hit the your desired goal you, you, you still might need to continue paying for marketing. But generally, if you do things right, which, is, which I'll explain through other podcasts, if you do it right, you should... You should, from that point on, you should be getting a referral business and there should be no need to do paid marketing providing you don't want to grow anymore. So if, you're, if your limit is 50 students, let's say, and that's what you want, you want to just stay with 50 students, then once you hit that 50 students through paid marketing, from there on, it should just flow through referrals with maybe occasional marketing here and there. Okay, so... There, there are a couple of other things. In other words, what I'm suggesting to you is there is no limit to how much you can invest in, in into marketing. If you've got $1,000 to spend, then throw it all into the marketing campaign. Uh, if you've got $10,000 to spend, throw it all in. Um, it'll just get you there quicker, but there are a few things to consider. Number one is testing. When you, when you run your ads, you should test before scaling. Don't just throw your thousand dollars into to a single Facebook ad or a single Google ad and hope that it solves all your problems because what generally happens if especially if you don't have experience and you don't know what works then what's likely to happen is you'll put your money into that that ad and it won't work and and I would say in 90% of cases it certainly was in my case and, and everybody that I know who, who's done Facebook ads or Google ads, they've all shared the same story. When they started, they made lots of mistakes, they wasted lots of money, and then eventually it was through the feedback that they worked out what to do. Think of it a bit like self-teaching on guitar. If we, if we, These days it's a bit easier because we've got YouTube and so forth, and it's the same with marketing. You, you can go and look at YouTube and see how it's done and, and learn from, from experts and you can get a lot of good information and you can avoid a lot of mistakes by doing that research and that will definitely help you. But it doesn't matter. Even then, you need to do it yourself. You need to sit sit down, play some ads and see what feedback you get because every single ad, every single area is a little bit different. There are some variations. So if, and online, you, you've you're not probably, it's probably going to be hard for you to find a YouTube video on someone doing ads for guitar teaching specifically. So, and as far as your area is concerned, there's other factors depending on where you are, pricing and so forth. You need to test these to see what is going to work for you. So number one is testing before you scale it up. The second thing I would say is you've got to think about what you can handle. There's no point in running a big campaign and getting lots of inquiries just to find that you can't deal with it. You know, it's like 
trying to drink from a tap where the water's gushing out. You you can't get it. It's too there's too much coming through, and it often will result in a lot of frustrated, annoyed people who weren't able to to book in with you, or you took three days to get back to them, and so you could waste your money in that respect. It's a nice problem to have, of course, but it's better for you to make sure that first of all that you're prepared for the inquiries that come through, but secondly that you are able to uh, deal with that that number of inquiries. If if you can't deal with that, then tone it down a little bit. Go slowly, build it up. And that's where your testing comes in as well because you'll know from which ads are working, but you'll also know what kind of response you're getting. So if you're running a campaign with a certain ad and you know, okay, that particular ad gets me one new inquiry every second day, if I double the budget, Am I going to get an inquiry every day? And then if you get this, okay, that's good. I can handle a new inquiry every day. Can I book them in? Can I teach them? Do I have the capacity? Yes, I do. Okay, so then you can bump it up a little bit more and just keep bumping it up in stages until you get to the point where it's at the optimum for you to handle. But another thing to consider here is that with, with ads, sometimes you can double a budget, but you don't get double the return. Especially with Facebook ads, we've found that there's, a, there's an optimum point where you, know, you might be spending $10 a day and then you bump it up to $20 a day and you find, okay, I'm getting double the inquiries now, but then you bump it up again, you double it up to 40 uh, and then you find you're actually only getting one more inquiry uh, instead of two more inquiries as you might have expected and then it's this dimin- diminishing returns okay so the next thing is just to be wary of any kind of ad agents so people who are trying to sell you on facebook ads there are a lot of guys out there a lot of gal- gals too i'm sure who are promoting the idea that they are experts on facebook ads or google ads and they'll be able to run your campaign for you I can tell you from experience that most of them can't be trusted. And it's not that they're disreputable necessarily. Some of them are, but in many cases, they're not. Some of them are very good at what they do. What it is is that they don't know your business. They don't know your market. And they're they're often quite busy. And if they, they're within a... Uh, a budget that that you can that this that you can handle that's that's that you're willing to pay, then generally what you're going to find is they're not going to spend a lot of time on your campaign, and if they don't know your business and that there's it, they have to go through the same process doesn't matter how experienced they are they still have to go through the process of testing to find what works, especially when they're doing it in a new market something they haven't tested before such as guitar teaching, so. Just be, be wary of ad agents. In most cases, it's better to to do it yourself or to, as I'm going to explain to you at the end here, if you want someone to do it who you can trust, I'll share with you at the very end of this podcast. Okay, so marketing, this is, this is something a little bit different, but it's still along the same lines, and that is that marketing should not be viewed as an expense, but as an investment. What do I mean? Well, many people look at marketing in, in business. They look at it as uh, they add it to the expense column. I spent $1,000 on marketing uh, this month. Therefore, you know that's an expense. Well, in fact, it's not an expense. It's an investment. When you put that $1,000 into marketing, unlike, say, your phone bill or your, the rent of your property. And of course, we could look at all of these things as investments, really. That, but marketing, it, marketing is something that we can 
look at it directly what it returns for us. So we can say, okay, how much did I spend? I spent a thousand dollars on marketing. How many inquiries did I get? I got ten inquiries. How many of them ended up being students? Let's just say six of them ended up as students. Okay, what is an average student worth? You work out the average lifetime value of a student, and you may not know how to do that now. And again, that's for another podcast. But if if I'm just going to give you a number, let's say two thousand dollars. Let's say each each student is worth two thousand dollars, which is the averages that I drew up for my business. The six times two thousand is twelve thousand dollars. So for a thousand dollar investment, there's a twelve thousand dollar return. That's a very good return. Ask anyone who does investing, and they'll tell you that's an amazing return. That's twelve times. So, in in terms of of a return on investment, that's the truth. That's the reality. Now, do you get that all at once? No, you don't. You that comes in over time. It it, it could take five years before you get your twelve thousand dollars back. But that's that's the the numbers, and that's how it works. A thousand dollars in, twelve thousand dollars. Sorry, a thousand dollars out, and twelve thousand dollars back in. So marketing is really a numbers game. The more people who are going to see your message, the more inquiries that you're obviously going to get. And if you don't get your message out there, people aren't going to know about you. If you're a musician, which no doubt you are listening to this, then you know that it's the same with music. Bands don't become famous from playing in their garages. Uh, You have to get your music out there, whether it's you out doing public performances, whether you're posting on you uploading onto youtube uh, whether you're being played on radio stations you're doing special appearances whatever it is all bands who have been successful throughout history know that they, they need to do this they need to, to get exposure it's about being seen so if you're not getting yourself out there then you are not going to get the inquiries it's as simple as that it doesn't matter whether you're a good bad indifferent whatever kind of teacher you are without the exposure, you're not going to get the inquiries. So many, what happens to many entrepreneurs, and this is a big problem, many entrepreneurs chase the free marketing opportunities. And, and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that, of course. Um, but it's, it's free often for a reason. Uh, another way of saying free is something of no value. So when we, when we get free things, there's, there's two ways to look at something free. Either there's a hidden cost or there's no value at all in it. And so you've got to say, well, what, what's the, what is, is it of value, first of all? Is it worth my time to do this, or is there a hidden cost? So for example, when, we, when you chase free, you need to consider your time. And so I'll use an example. Let's say posting online on notice boards and social media, let's just say you commit to doing an hour a day over a year. That's 365 hours. And you, if you if let's just say your time is worth fifty dollars an hour, which is really a low rate for you know an average guitar teacher today, then we're talking you know half an hour lessons, twenty five dollars per lesson. So so fifty dollars an hour is, is is what we'll say your time is worth, and then the cost of that by three sixty five, I think it's eighteen thousand somewhere around there, but it's roughly twenty thousand dollars, let's say. Over, over the year. So the time that you're spending an hour each day on social media, that's really worth $20,000. That's the cost. So let's say that from that, that you you do pretty well and you get 50 student inquiries from your hour a day over the, the 12 months. That means that it's, going, that it's costing you roughly $400 per student inquiry. And I can tell you from experience that $400 for an inquiry is expensive. 
It's not a good return, in my opinion. Uh, from my experience, you should be doing much better than that. Facebook ads, for example, on average would get you probably four times that, um, if not 10 times in some cases. I've seen, uh, you know, I've run various campaigns for different people and I've seen, you know, the worst case really that I've seen is about four inquiries. So in other words, one inquiry per $100. Uh, and on the, the, the upside, I've seen, you know, one inquiry per, per $20. Um, so yeah, so it, it varies. Sometimes even even more. There, the, the, there was an odd, I think probably one or two campaigns that I've run over the whole time where I've seen them actually getting, you know, for a couple of dollars, uh, they get inquiries. It's just they are rare. I'm not telling you that that's going to be the norm. It certainly isn't. They're, that, but that they're the outliers, and they do happen, and it could happen to you. Um, but th- the worst case scenario that I've seen, like I said, is one inquiry per $100 spent. Um, so, so you have to remember that, that on the free end of the scale, you're competing with you know, almost everybody in the marketplace. Even the people who, who do paid marketing generally do some free marketing. We all want the free because the free doesn't cost us anything, so everyone's going to be jumping in there. Right. So paid ad, pay, so what is it about paid ads? Paid ads basically put you in front of the, the crowd. So let me explain. When you post on Facebook or you upload to YouTube, what's happening is your posts have really less than a 1% chance, and I'm being generous here, uh, of anyone who is likely to be interested. And you can see this, you post a YouTube video up and, and you, you can get thousands of views and not a single inquiry comes from it. And that's pretty common because the when we post to YouTube, people can can be seeing it from anywhere. The first, first of all, when you post to YouTube, most people uh, in your uh, in your demographic are not going to see it. They're not even it's not even going to come on their radar. And secondly, it it's because just think about the odds. Let me put it in, in this in this way. Think about the odds. There at any given time. There are millions of videos on guitar playing on YouTube, millions of videos. So in your area, how many people in your area, let's just say that where you live, there's a thousand people who, who you know, in a, in a month go online to YouTube and search for a how to play guitar video of some description. And out of that thousand, when they search, now they're looking at millions of, they're searching across millions of videos. And the, the fact is that the most popular videos are going to appear on the first page anyway. So you're, you're first of all, extremely unlikely to end up anywhere near the first page. And the chances, so the chances of them coming across your video are almost zero. And, and so that's why it's such a waste of time if, that's, if you're trying to get local students. If you're trying to run a big campaign and you're trying to... to appeal to a broad audience in other words you're doing online videos on learning guitar that's a different story uh, but it's also extremely difficult by the way I think that 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 particular opportunity has largely passed it's not saying that you can't do it I'm, I'm an optimist and I'm if, if that's what you really want to do I think there's ways to do it you need to be persistent you need to work hard you need to be do, you know pumping out videos literally you know two or three a day uh, to, to really have a chance because it, it is like a lottery and the more videos you put out there the more chance you have but anyway that's another story um, and and this is why I'm saying don't try and do that strategy 
to get local students to build up a local business because it's really very time consuming and it won't pay off. It's a it's a really, really bad investment. Okay. So there is a case for say social media posting, such as you know Facebook, Twitter, etc. Um, but I, I'm not going to go into that now. That's something I'll talk about another time. But it's again, it's spending a lot of time on social media trying to promote what you do is not necessarily a good way to spend your time. But it is a good way to kind of push your brand in the area. So keep it local, and and. Like I said, this is a discussion for another time. There are definitely advantages and ways to use social media. All right, so what kind of ads should you should you do? At G4, I've, I've tested many, many different ads uh, on both Google and Facebook. In fact, I started on Google, and then later I, I added Facebook, and then I went more or less totally to Facebook. I still do some Google, but I'm not really doing Google these days. Both are very effective if done right, but I made the choice at back then to focus on Facebook ads. This is probably, probably I don't know, six or seven years ago, I decided I was just going to stick with Facebook. I made the choice um, because Facebook ads were outperforming Google, and I, I was running both. Like I said, I started off with Google, and then I started doing Facebook, and then before I knew it, the Facebook ads were outperforming Google. Um, and these days, maybe if I brought Google back in, that wouldn't be the case. I don't know because I don't do Google ads that much now. So it doesn't mean that Google ads aren't as good or even better in some respects. It depends on what, you, what you're doing and what you're, how you're targeting. Um, it, it just meant that what I was doing was working better on Facebook at that time. The point is don't let anyone tell you that one is better than another. Do what you feel is best for you. And it all depends really on your knowledge and what you're doing. What I will say though is I found it's better to focus on becoming really good at one rather than trying to master both because uh, you just don't. It's it's like trying to learn two instruments, I guess. You can do it um, and there are crossovers between them just like with instruments, but what you tend to do is you know, you, focusing your time in on one platform because there's a lot to learn on, on, on just one platform, so you may as well just focus on doing doing that. Okay, so as for what a Facebook ad should consist of, um, I'll go through some points based on what works for me. I'm just going to bring up um, the the ad. Uh, where are we here? Okay, so so let me start first of all with you know there there is different kind of ads. So for Facebook ads, there are different kind of ads. The ads that I prefer, and the ones that I've found that work best, are lead ads. And that's where you're specifically trying to get leads. You don't even need a website for this. People can just click on the ad. They send their information to you saying that they're interested in the lessons. Um, as for you know, you know how it's broken down, they you, on a Facebook ad, you've, you've got sort of the settings of, of the campaign, and then you've got the ad set, and then you've got the ad itself. So there's these three levels. So level one is that that the campaign level two is the the ad set and then level three is the ad itself so in that first level what you do is you name the campaign and you also set a budget so as far as what to set for a budget i generally say start at around ten dollars a day and and see how it goes you can pump it up if that's doing well um, but yeah, ten dollars a day is a good starting point. You can do less than that if you like, but I think it's a bit slow. I think it's hard to test if you're doing less than ten dollars a day. Okay, so on the ad set itself, 
what they do there is you set the terms, uh, you agree to their terms, you you set a schedule, uh, and, and in most cases, I just set the schedule not to end, and that way it keeps, keeps going until I decide um, I'm done with it. Um, you also set your audience, so you, where you're going to target. So there's a, there's a section called uh, audience, and the first part of that is create a new audience. And then you, as you go down, you'll see it says locations, and that's where you can choose where, where you want to target. And there's a couple of ways to do it. One is just to type in an area. Uh, so let's say you live in central London. You just type in London, and then usually what it does is it, it'll do a 25-mile radius around London and that's because that's the default they think that if you're advertising a product you want to cover this area it's too big an area for, for us because people traveling 25 miles in it especially in a, a busy city where there's lots of traffic I'm in Sydney Australia 25 miles is I guess 35 40 kilometers uh, people aren't going to travel 40 kilometers across Sydney to come to a guitar lesson it's just too far and too much traffic we're talking like an hour and a half sometimes to, to get that distance. So there's no point in doing that larger radius. What I do suggest is you aim for about a 10 mile radius or even less. You can put maybe eight miles. Just, just, but maybe try the 10 and see if you're getting too many people who are too far away, then you can make it smaller. But you can, the other way you can do it is to actually pinpoint it. There's a, when you click on the map, there's a little thing where you can drop the pin and it'll do it at that very point, which I think is a better way to do it because then you can basically drop the pin on top of wherever you are rather than the suburb you're in. Because sometimes the way that's done on the suburb is that it, you can be on the, say, the, the western end of that particular suburb, and so the radius is all to one side rather than you, know, you being in the middle. Um, okay, so then you can set the age range. And as far as what age range, I don't really, it depends on on who you are teaching, but if obviously if you're teaching children, you, you have to start at 18, you can't go under 18 on Facebook, but if you're teaching children, then you're probably looking for people of a parental age, which may be up to 50, um, somewhere around there. Um, especially if you're after young kids, um, you wouldn't want to go over 50 if, you, if you're looking specifically at young children. Um, if you want looking more at teens, then you would go a bit above that, maybe up to the age of 60 perhaps. Um, but if you want to just open it right up, then just go 18 to 65 plus, and that way you're covering all. Because look, there's sometimes there's grandparents who want to sign up. But I don't really think restricting the age or uh, makes a lot of difference for, for a small local area. Uh, okay, so again, you've got things like gender, men, women. Again, you can test these if you like. You if you want to see if you if because a lot of the people who inquire are mothers. Um, we know that it's it's that's just the way it is. Um, whatever your beliefs are, there are, are it's it's definitely a larger. You know, when I think about who turns up to the guitar lessons, it's probably eighty percent or even higher the mothers coming with the kids, and you know, ten to fifteen percent probably of of the fathers. Okay, um, and then you've got things like placement, automatic placement, or edit placements. I wouldn't worry too much about that. Just set it to automatic. Uh, anything like that, just set to automatic. But that way, you don't have to worry too much about it. Now, as far as the ad itself is concerned, it, you, your your particular ad 
can be different to, to what I've done, um, but I'll give you a rough idea of what works for you. I'm not going to go through the, the entire ad, but I'm just going to give you a fairly rough rundown of what what I think works um, or what I've found it works, not what I think, what I know works. Um, the, so so what we do here is in, this is a G4 ad, and we put in here at the title, we put guitar lessons and then the area. Um, so if, again, if you're in London, you just put guitar lessons London. And then in the under that, we, we put our text. Um, in, in our case, we say the G4 guitar method is based on over 30 years of experience. Our teachers are trained and make learning guitar fun for kids and adults. Beginners, welcome. So that kind of covers it. It's short and sweet. Um, there's, there's, there's then a tagline under that, which says five-week course includes materials, only $99. So again, they know what they're getting. They know the price. I think it's a great idea to include the price. The ad that we have also has our title, G4 Guitar Scores across the top with our logo and a, and a, a young kid playing guitar with uh, the $99 offer on it. Um, and then at the bottom we put to inquire, click the form and we'll contact you very soon. Now what that does is that they if they click on that ad, then they'll go to the form and it should automatically fill for the most part, but obviously they can change it. And then that once they click that and submit it, it sends the the details through to to us, and there we make the inquiry from there. So that's that's a basic rundown of what a, a Facebook ad would look like, what an effective one looks like. Um, now, there's one last thing which I'll throw in here now, and that's the done for you ads option. What I do is is done for you ads. So in other words. If you don't want to go through this process, you don't want to learn at all, then I can run the campaign for you. What we do is that we take 20%, so it's it's 80% of the budget. So if you pay $300 a month, then $240 of that goes into paying for the, the ad, into directly into advertising. The other 20% goes in uh, to managing. That's a fee that we charge, the 20%. So that's just if you want to do that. If you do want to contact me about that, then go to a g4guitarmethod.com or the, 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 the sorry, go to, you can go to the G4 Guitar Online, uh, which I explained at the beginning, g4guitaronline.com, and you can contact me through there. That's for, for teachers. So we have two websites. Our main website is the g4guitarmethod.com, and that's really for students, and the g4guitaronline.com is for teachers who are inquiring. Okay, thank you. And if you have any questions or you want anything for me, any topics for me to talk about, again, message me or you can. I think you can even mess, uh, add it to this podcast. Just put a message in there of a question that you would like me to cover in a future podcast and I'll definitely do my best to go through it. And hopefully that's been helpful for you and look forward to the next one. Thank you.